Hello and welcome back to episode 10 now of Turf Talk and it's ahead of the busiest period of the racing calendar. We'll be looking ahead to the long walk and then a bit of an, well, semi-anti-post look at the big races over Christmas, the King George and the Welsh National. Sat next to me as always is Jim Watson. Hello. Taking time out of his busy schedule starring in Wreck-It Ralph 2, available in all good cinemas. (laughs) Thank you. Um, this weekend's racing looks to be quite a good r- weekend, to be honest. And last weekend was a pretty dismal tipping weekend for me. Didn't didn't have a single winner last Saturday. Uh, awful. So this Saturday, hopefully, looking to find some more winners and then a brief look of all the exciting prospects over the busy Christmas period. Yeah, I mean, we'll start. I think the place to start really is with last weekend's racing and with the performance of Frodon. Frodon is over clear from Sepage, and they're about 10 clear of Guitar Pete and Frodon clear up the hill inside the final 100 yards is going to come back here and win the Caspian Caviar Gold Cup for the second time in three years. And he's Frodon two and a half miles round Cheltenham. It's just what he wants and he's very, very good at it. And for me, that's that's as, as good of a performance we've seen this season. As a performance in general, yes, very, yeah. very impressive. Uh, he w- Brian e. Frost gets on very, very well with him, jumps like a stag, and I am a big fan of this horse, but if he is to step up into graded company, would he quite have the same credentials as he's shown here? He's won very comfortably. He's been tried in grade one races, races before, and now he's up to a mark of one six seven. I think. He, he may struggle off that mark now, and... Well, he'll have to go for the graded race now, won't he? He'll have to go, and and after the race, Paul Nichols said he's going for the Ryanair. I think he might struggle in the Ryanair if he was to run. Really? Yeah, I do. Which other horses do you think are out and out two and a half milers? Pull it a log and wait impatiently. For me, strike me as out and out two and a half milers. Yeah. I don't think there's too much between Frodon and them two. Well, if you take the risk of putting foot pad in there and Min... I don't think they're quite up to the... Uh, Froden's quite up to the standard of them two as well. So there's four we've named in the space of 30 seconds. So I, I'm I'm not sure. Probably you could stretch a case for a place, place claim, but I couldn't really fancy it whatsoever for me. And I, I, I was very impressed with Froden, and it's great to see that's two Caspian Caviar Gold Cups now. And we'll see what the future holds for him, but I don't think it could be in grade one company because he's shown that he's not good enough before. But surely the case can be made that he's, he's an improving horse this season, still. I know he's in his third season on fences, but he started young, he's still only six. He is still only six, but this time of the year could be the place to catch him, I think. I think just before uh, December and b- before December are, are his time of the year to win some races, and I, I do think he will struggle as the big boys get tuned up for March, and he could struggle. I I'm a little bit more positive about him, James. I I just seem to think like is the the Ryanair this race because of Altior might end up being a race a stronger race than it has been in recent years. But when you look at that, you think does Min win? He stayed it, but it's not his optimum. Mm-hmm. Same for Undersol. I don't think football will run in the Ryanair. Mm. And that leaves what I said, waiting patiently, pull it along, Balco de Flow, who's been 
bang average this season. Abysmal almost. It's a winnable race. Mm. It's a very winnable race for the on, and he's going the right direction, and he's in form, and I'm not, I don't think you can say too many of the ones at the top of the Ryanair market will be in, will be going to Cheltenham. I can see your case being made and the opportunities that he has, but I, I'm really not that sure. Maybe because he's not as flashier and he's come through handicaps and I quite like to see the graded horse. Maybe that's the only reason why. But what will be, will be, if he runs a cracking race at Cheltenham in March in the Ryanair, then I'll tip my hat to him, but... Yeah, I don't. I don't think. I don't think anyone can crab his performance this weekend. Though it's 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 a tough thing to do. A big Saturday handicap off top weight and obliterated the field. Really. Yeah, and not just top weight, giving well stones away. Really, a shout as well to Mister Medic, who was travelling really well for James Best, who they just made a slight er- error at the uh, third last. And was very unlucky, and I do think going forward, uh, he could run a be- better race. Uh, just that error, he was travelling very well, and for future reference, he-, he could be very, very good in very high handicaps. Another really impressive performance at Cheltenham over fences at the weekend came in uh, the shape of Drover's Lane. In the novice chase, yeah, early on in the card from the Caspian Caviar. Very, very impressive in, in what was I thought was a very strong field. <laughs> Uh, the Russian Doyen was very disappointing. Uh, didn't quite jump as well, but did did, it, did Russian Doyen go a favourite? He did nine to four favourite. Why? I, I I don't know why because Jenkins Lebrel, the form from last time in that novice chase, and Drovers Lane in this had ran very creditably previously. Uh, had won uh, at Market Raisin earlier in the season comfortably by eleven lengths. And but was disappointed at Aintree, but has, has certainly thrown the hat into the ring to having a big chance in at the festival in March. I mean, it, he's, he's kind of one of the ones where it's going to be tough for Rebecca Curtis because if he runs in the uh, novice handicap, he'll be top weight or there or thereabouts. Uh-huh. So I don't know how you do campaign. From now on, I don't, I don't know what you'd aim for. Do, would you go for the JLT? Because it, it, it was a really, really likable performance, and it, it, to me, it, I mean, he's a horse going the right way. But I, I like, I like his style of racing. He seems quite an aggressive jumper, if you know what I mean by that. Re, really, really attacks his fences, and he's a sort of horse who. Well, he looked to me like he was still pulling pulling away. Mm-hmm. You know, he in, was in still a lot of more, yeah. yeah, you know, he won probably with a little bit in hand, I think. Uh, so, and it's when it's like that when when you think could could we have a little bit of a, a squeak in a grade one? It'd be worth just taking the gamble, I think. And if it doesn't pay off, then you 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 know where you stand after that, don't you? Yeah, that is true. That is true. I mean, it's and it's always been one of the, the novice handicap is basically a level weights race all nowadays because mm-hmm. they're all within five pounds of yeah. each other. Yeah. So, I'm not sure whether that'd be enough of a, you know, enough of a negative. The fact that well, yeah, we're carrying top weight, but we're only carrying five pound more than bottom one. Mm. It'd be a tough one, but I like Drovers Lane. Yeah, I, I I do, and I do think the form of this race will will carry on for the rest of the season. 
Lebrun and Jenkins have run valiantly in second and third, and and I do think that Drover's Lane could be one to keep an eye on. For and we will both continue to follow Jenkins off a cliff, do you reckon? Un- until he dies. Yep. Unfortunately, all of our money lo- is lost on Jenkins. We'll, we'll come in, Jim, won't we? Every Saturday with a big, a big Saturday winner, we'll be happy, and then next week Jenkins will be entered and we'll lose it all again straight away. Correct. Over <laughs> uh, here. to be the Bueller. Yeah, the international. I mean, how international was it this year, Jim? Uh, I, th- I think they were all English. Yeah. Yeah, they were all English. All English, the international hurdle. But brain I'll power, leave it up to you. But brain power was very <coughs> decisive in the win. Uh, demolished the field, really, in what was a bang average renewal of this race, I thought. Shocking. Uh, sad to see the new one. He, he ran half a race, didn't he? He ran well. And then it's sad to see him just flop at the last minute. Yeah, I mean, well, but we should talk about the new one, because, like you said, the last of that generation of... Yeah, I'd say that generation of, you know, my tent or yours, the new one, Arctic Fire. I mean, for he's still going, but he's coming to the end of his career. It's It's sad to see a lot of the horses you've... Almost well for me and Jim growing up watching. Uh, it was, I, I was quite teary on Saturday watching him as I saw him pull up before the last. I thought, well, he's gone now. That's it. What what the the horse that made me fall in love with National Hunt Racing really that two mile division made me watch it every Saturday growing up and he's now not going to be there no longer. And he's for me. I mean, look, fair, brilliant by the twist and Davis's. You know, they're doing right by the horse and. They don't want to see him go out as a handicapper. They want to see him go out at the top level. Uh, he's, he's the exact sort of horse who would have benefited from a Aintree hurdle at Cheltenham. Yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, he won his he won the Neptune, didn't he? Which was over two and a half miles, uh, and he's won the Aintree hurdle in the past. Just probably got found out for speed a bit and in, then, the, in his champion hurdles, but um, back in. When he was behind Jeski and my tent or yours in the champion hurdle, uh, if if he hadn't been hampered, would he have won? I'm not quite sure. I mean, brain power. You can back him at sixteen to one for the champion hurdle now, James. I mean, is, does that just illustrate the lack of quality there is in this two-mile division, apart the- from Bouverdere at the minute, or? Is brain power a realistic each way contender? I don't think he is. The English competition this year, once again, is is really really lacking, and we are waiting for a Willie Mullins or a Gordon Elliott dart to be thrown at Bouverdere, and hopefully we'll see Lorena over Christmas and possibly see that dart to be thrown. I mean, brain power obviously prefers hurdles over fences, and very wise decision by uh, Michael Buckley to think about going over hurdles and this was a very good run but I, th- I think we'll just lack at the top level and I mean god how bloody disappointing from the start of the season where it looked like we had two very good English novices champion novices really coming out into open company who looked like realistic you know realistic propositions to give Bouverdere something to think about and Somerville boy and we have a dream I've just been dreadful this season. Let us down completely. The timing from the Supreme and the Champion Hurdle last season was almost similar, including Somerville by smashing through two of the hurdles. And this season, 
has just not shown any of that form. It was very disappointing in the fighting fifth and was very disappointing here. And for me, he's he's off my list. He's off my tracker. I've got rid of him. He's gone. Somerville boy. We're over. Uh, Silver Street's still going the right way, though. I, I, I could see him being the sort of one. Like, in I, I guess if if you're if you've not already backed Boover Dare at nine to two, like I have. Wink, wink. Uh, <laughs> The, the, the place to play in the champion hurdle is the each way market, and I did all right on that last year. About Mick Jazz each way. I about Mick Jazz each way as well. Forties. Who, who I think again we've not seen him yet this season, have we? But he's he's a sort of horse who should be who could be picking up pieces. Silver Streak. I could see him sneaking into the frame in the champion hurdle at a big price. If you told me that on his debut back in 2015. He'd be running over seven furlongs in a maiden stakes at Beverly, and now he's just run behind, uh, run one and three quarter lengths behind Brain Power in the international hurdle. I would have laughed my head off. And what Evan Williams has done with this horse since he's gone to him is unbelievable. Won the, won the Swinton, won the, was it the Welsh, Welsh, champ- Welsh champion hurdle? Uh, Welsh champion hurdle, and then was just touched off in. What a race didn't really suit him. I don't think great in the Great Wood because the hurdles got taken out. Uh, I'd I do. I can see your point, but again, I've just got my Boover Dare goggles on now, and that's the only winner I can see unless Lorena shows me anything over Christmas. Well, yeah, Boover Dare is well. He's he's just going to win. But like I've said, with Boover Dare being such a short price. I guess that might factor into the fact that to take Boover out and, I mean, provided that Lorriner isn't also an absolute monster. I'd, I, is, um, is the loads be, be between horses like Silver Streak and Vedana Blue and, you know, ones like that and the good Irish ones like Mick Jazz? You know, I, I'd, I'd be interested to see how Silver Street came up in another graded open race like this. I know Brain Powers won it, and it's a great bit of placement by Nicky Henderson taking advantage of what is a fairly weak field, to Inter- be fair. Interesting to see that uh, Brain Power is into 10s now with is the 3.65, which is way too short for me if, I, if I'm if i looking at Bedrock. 16's the best horse in training, so... He's in America now, isn't he? But yeah, yeah, but you never know, they might come over here Imagine for a holiday. That. And that'll, that'd be the international hurdle then. Yeah, because he's If in Bedrock won. Oh, Jesus Christ. What a silly race. Uh, we'll move on, we'll touch on the Sunday as well. Uh, right, good, uh, good novice hurdle was won by Easy Game. What did you make of that, James? Uh, um, what a ride by uh, Ruby Walsh. If, if you saw what he did on that ride, it was pretty spectacular he beat what was quite a good field I think there and I don't, I don't know is, is he the best novice hurdler that Willie Mullins has got this season I don't think so yeah I, I mean I'm looking at the time form ratings update the day after the winner of the maiden battle over Doyen is now rated higher by time form than easy game who would that good grade 2 Navin novice hurdle no. which now, Battle of the Dine is a horse that I, I think's going places. Uh, won comfortably by 13 lengths. And has gone from strength to strength since uh, joining Gordon Elliott for £235,000. Another expensive purchase for Gordon Elliott. 
and uh, I do think something like the Ballymore for Battle Over Doyne would suit him perfectly, and I, I think he'd be very competitive in it. Well, I've I've just got up now. Time forms a top-rated novice hurdlers after one run. Battle Over Doyne's rated one hundred and thirty-eight. Big P. Big P. Big P. Fourth best novice hurdler we've seen this season according to time form. Well, the best one by five pounds is Champ. Mmm, very interesting, this. It's Champ. I mean, look, Quick Grab him and Hearts of Trumps are the other two above Battle Over Diana, and I'll say I think Quick Grab him's a very, very good horse. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, Battle Over Diana looks... I mean, it was almost as reminiscent of Sam Crow on his debut. I know it was, you know, completely different tracks and going a completely different way around, but just in the manner of which just he did the it. way he obliterated the field, yeah. cruised through the race and won. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm reading all this about time form ratings. Battle over those only rated one more than I, I, Charlie. So he's obviously woeful because and he'll be pulled up in the Martin pipe. If we go back to Saturday's racing where I, I, Charlie somehow went off favourite for the Albert Bartlett Grade 2 race. Why? Why, on God's gift, did he go off 15-8 to favourite when it was quite clear he never had a chance and that race was an abysmal Grade 2 novice hurdle. He's all right, he's rock point, he's, he's, he's moving forward and he looks good. Say, the one the one who finished second in that, that Lisnagar Oscar. That was an expensive purchase earlier this year. and Cheltenham 4-miler also the future. Yeah. I, 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 I could agree there, but with rock. I mean, uh, is, is, it, is, it, is it a bit? I mean, you're gonna take you're gonna take the piss because uh, you're gonna say, oh, you, the only thing you think about is a Grand National. I mean, I'm, I'm calling a novice hurdler a Grand National horse. <laughs> and, to, and to be but honest, he's only a five-year-old. But he looked, he looked, he looked like one. He looked like a future one. For me, I, I, I quite liked him. Uh, Envoy Allen won again. As well, looked look like he he needed a step up in distance. He won comfortably, but I, I do think three miles. will be probably have one more run this season and then put him away for next season for bigger targets. I think. Yeah, I'd, 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 at the minute, I mean, if he comes back, I'd still be with Malone Road oh, over Envoy Allen. Over two miles, yeah, definitely. But over three miles, Envoy Allen kick his ass. But that's what you've got, I guess. Now you've Chiefly Park have got two. Hugely, hugely exciting bumper prospects, and we'll just move back over to Britain and touch on the juvenile hurdle at Doncaster on the Saturday. Keldestan, some nice horses have won the summit. Fox Norton, uh, I mean, I was going to include We Have a Dream on that, but I say he'll be pulled up in the Martin Pike by the end of the season. Uh, yeah, it's, it's it's not a bad little roll of honour that race, and Keldestan looks as good as we've got in Britain at the minute. A, a workmanlike performance, uh, I think. I thought Elysees had him comfortably beaten. He was he was off the bridle two out and found Keldestan just found some more. More, <laughs> uh, uh, in my opinion, this is good strong form for the Fred Winter. There's nothing in this race that shouts to me uh, juvenile hurdle champion. At all, I I think this is a weak renewal of this grade two, and maybe the juveniles. At, at the minute, it doesn't look like a. It'll take a superstar though. It, it it to me, I mean, look, I know it's the juveniles, and quite often we don't see the good ones until the second part of the season. But for me, Kilda Stan is sixteen I'd keep, to one. I'd keep him on side. I'd keep him on side, and I can see that being an each way price. Anti-post because he'll run in the triumph, surely. 
because he's probably the leading juvenile in Britain at the but minute. Paul Nichols has got another bullet to fire in a horse that I own a small percentage share in, in Miranda. Oh, it'll fall over, won't it? Probably. Probably. Named after her. Uh, is that it? Have we rounded, managed to round up all this weekend's action? Yeah, I think so. Right, we'll move on now. We'll start with the, the coming weekend before we move on to all the anti-post stuff, the long walk and the Betfair Exchange Trophy. Brilliant name for a race. The last, Cormie Lord leads by a length. Alan Irving in second place, then Gas in goal. And Cormie Lord shaken up. Responds with a three-length advantage from Alan Irving and Gas in goal. This is a smart performance. Under 11 stone 12, Cormie Lord will put an end to Alan Irving's winning run. But they both could be horses to follow. Uh, great to novice hurdle and a novice chase at Ascot on the Fridays. We'll start with the, the Kennel Gate. Novice Hurdle, to call it its proper name, not the Skybrett Supreme Trial Novices Hurdle. Summer original, please, Jim. At least just just stick someone's name in there as well. <laughs> you know, anyone. Mick McCarthy. It's just, it's just like the the new Unibet, the new one champion hurdle trial at Haydock that's been introduced in Brilliant. February. Do you like, is that better? Well, it's got his name in it. You can differentiate. And if I said to you, oh, did you see that big race at the weekend, the Skybrett Supreme Trial Novices Hurdle? You went, you'd go, which one? There's a Skybrett Supreme Novices Hurdle trial every week. <laughs> Rant over. Yeah. Right, Angel's Breath heads the market, 7-4, to four, point winner from Ireland. Uh, not had a start under rules yet, has he? Not yet, no. Was withdrawn last weekend. Yeah. Thomas Darby, horse, I say we've talked about a lot of this podcast, 9-4, Encore Champ. 13 to 2, Seddon, 9s, Danny Kerwin, 10s, and then Mr. Fisher, 11s, 14s, bar them. What do you make of it, James? I, th- I think this could be a really good race if all, all the names turn up. Uh, Ollie Murphy's got double handed here with Thomas Darby and Seddon. We've bigged up Thomas Darby enough this season and probably ran a very good race last time, was just out beaten on the, on the day, I think. Uh, Danny Kerwin's always come with this rep- reputation from uh, Paul Nichols' Paul yard. Nichols's yard so didn't, didn't he go off favourite for the uh, graded bumper entry? He did and was, close v- enough. and was very, very, very disappointing. But it, it was it, it was an all right. Look, he was finished second of two on his hurling debut, and but it, it was a it was a good race. Crooks Peak's a useful horse, and looks like he he still looks very, very green and and could progress even further and he's one to keep on side for the future I think yeah. I mean if you listen to the final furlong podcast as well as this you'll know how much uh, Harry Derham loves this horse and bigs it up every week Angel, Angel's breath in this Nicky Henderson's we, we don't really know an awful lot cost 85,000 after winning a point to point in Ireland by 12 lengths who knows what this is and has been bought for strong connections by Walters Plantire. I mean, if, if if you have a look though at that at the, at the form of that uh, point to point, that point to point, the horse who's finished second is a horse called Tan Rudy that's now trained by Nigel Hawk. He was with Colin Bowles a pointer, who's kind of the king of the Irish point to point scene. His two runs for uh, Nigel Hawk. He's finished tenth. fourth, tenth, fourth and tenth, over a distance behind the third as well. So he's beaten 20 lengths between the third and fourth, a distance to him. So he's beaten about 50-odd lengths in a novice herd like Carlisle. And then 10th at your Toxiter on his next start. So The form of... I mean, look, I've never seen this point-to-point. 
oh, the reed in the form doesn't sound to be too strong. Mm-hmm. But there must be some. He must have a massive reputation. He must he be showing. Fav- he must be showing something at home for Nicky Henderson to pitch him in this deep. And he was favourite for the novice hurdle at the weekend, wasn't he? Was. It? Uh, ended up not running. Oh, I say it, Thomas Darby for me is just a horse I really, really like. And I was more impressed, even though he was beaten by Did They Leave You Out Two last time, who is another useful novice hurdler. He looked a lot. More, it looked like it looked like he knew what he was doing, Thomas Darby, and he had to have a scrap. And in in the end, he did he did lose it, but that'll have taught him the world. And for me, I I can't see any other winner than Thomas Darby for this, um, unless I, Angel's breath is something spectacular. I'm a hundred percent with you there. We, we've talked about Thomas Darby <coughs> for weeks upon weeks, and and now is his time to shine and throw his prospects. Do you think the fact that this race is over two mile? Do you think over time he'll, further, he'll want further two mile? Four will be more his thing later on in the season. Maybe not later on in the season. In his career, yeah, yeah. That's that. That's what I mean. He shapes to me like a horse who'll get two and a half miles. Mm-hmm. I, I guess it's almost well. I've got to say the dumb thing because it's not because you often get horses having their novice running over two and a half as a novice and then dropping back for the champion hurdle, like the new one, uh, and Sam Crow. The, the thing with Thomas Darby is, I think he, I, I like, I, I mean, as a novice, I like to see him finish the races off, mm-hmm. you know, and I, I guess it's almost more of a truer reflection than, you don't want to hear see a novice beaten because they don't stay. Yeah. Because that's, that's bad placement by the trainer. Correct. And you learn nothing. You learn nothing from that. Uh, what what you do want to see is yeah m- maybe he'll you know like with Thomas Tabby when he won his maiden he won it going away and he probably will say two and a half but I'd, I'd be happy enough to keep him over two at this stage so in his career so you go for the supreme in March yeah I would at at, at this stage I would. It, but if he showed you anything here where he looked like he just lacked for a bit of speed, yeah. y- you'd go elsewhere. Yeah, completely. But that, 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 that's, that's why, I guess, races like this are so informative about where the horses are at in terms of ability and also what their optimum distance is. Uh, but I, I really do like him. It's, it's, a, good little, it's a good race on this. Well, on course, Champs is... Has won two of his three starts, uh, one at Weatherby and one at Foss Loss, and, and done them very well, beating some decent fields. And I think this could be a race to take forward in the future. And even Danny Kerwin and Master Fisher, Mr. Fisher, sorry, uh, are one to take forward. Grand Sons, he won well, well, I wouldn't say well, ground it out last time at Haydock. Yeah. Fish will do nicely, he's a nice winner up in the north earlier. Yeah, and Champagne Court has got a big reputation with Jeremy Scott. So, it's a wide open race, and I think I, mean, I might just sit and watch and admire. Oh yeah, it's, 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 it's. I mean, for me, it's the most interesting race of the weekend. For me, I agree. I mean, and look, it's and it's a great two novice hurdle. The fact that it's the most interesting race of the weekend does that just almost signify how weak the three mile hurdling division is at the minute? It, it it quite clearly shows. And moving on to the Saturday now, where. The long walk hurdle takes place. Uh, just a brush through the prices. Yeah. 
Call Me Lord is 2-1 to one, uh, generally, with You Know What I Mean, Harry, 7-2, to two, Agripar, 6s, uh, Paisley Park, 7s, Solar Motion, 15-2, to two, Sam Spinner and Mo Mella, 7s, You Never Call, 8s, Top Notch, 10s, If The Cap Fits, 14s, and 33-1 to one bar them. What's your opinion, Lou? I mean, it's just so hard to get excited about, isn't it, this race? Call Me Lord... Could be very good. Could be. He, he won the race at Sandown back end of last season with a lot in hand. Going the right way, still only five. But you're looking... I mean, look, I know he's stepping up to three miles as well. You're looking at the favourite for the first three-mile grade one hurdle of the season. Race that in the past ten years we've seen won by big bucks. You know, top, 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 top quality horses... This horse was beaten by Mr. Antolini two starts ago. <laughs> now. And his favourite for a grade one. A the horse first one of the season. That I'm a big fan of is entered in this. Paisley Park. Paisley Park. And we'll need to improve a lot. Will he? And he's, he's, he's officially he's officially eight pounds below Call Me Lord. I don't think that's Unreasonable. No. He's going the right way. Two wins this season, especially in the race that is normally the fixed brush, but isn't fixed brush anymore. That, that look, it's it's a route that's been taken to in this race. Sam Spinner did it last year. The more and more you're talking about it, the more and more I'm thinking, shall I back him now for the stays hurdle? Hmm. Uh, yeah. I mean, th- there's more sturdier types that have been around for years like the you know what I mean Harry's and the Agripars have always been around this and you could, you, it's interesting to see if the cap fits has been put in here I, like we have been saying since his first run at uh, Wincanton earlier in the season that we do think he, he relish a step up in distance but I, I don't think he'll turn yeah. up here do you? Uh, probably not who? Sorry, if the cap fits? if the cap fits yeah uh, He'd probably be the one for me if he ran. If he ran, I, I, he'd be the one for me because I do think three mile would suit him. He, he looked a bit tack for tall last time out uh, at Ascot, and I, I do think three miles would be his bag further on in his career. Uh, you know what I mean, Harry? Winner of the long distance hurdle last time at Newbury, and the winner of this race in the past. I mean, is is he the one to beat? On, on, on what we know about them. On what we know about him, yeah. Because he, he stays the distance, he jumps, and he's probably the what they've got to beat in this race. Yeah, I'd probably agree. Agrippa won the cleave last year. Uh, the former Betfair hurdle winner again in his career. He's been a really nice horse. Ag- uh, Agrippa's a, a funny sort of horse because then he, after winning uh, the cleave hurdle, then went and got turned over at Haydock in the Rendlesham by Donner's Diamond. Now, the form of that's not exactly anything special. No, Hasselhoff was behind there. I, 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 I don't know why. And it's another one of these grudges, but Agrippa, not for me whatsoever. No, I'd kind of agree. He's, he's, he's got it in him on his day, but he's, I think he's struggled for consistency. Like, if you look at his, his, his form earlier in, in the season, his first one this season, he was behind Holstone, Vision de Flo, and you know what I mean, Harry. He's, he's got to improve quite a bit to to get anywhere near them again yeah I mean Sab Spinner winner of this race last year and looked to be the leading three mile hurdler at this point last year 
not gone right for him since. Unseated at Newbury last time. He, went he, out of contention. He was he was getting out of contention, and uh, him and Mo Meller, who I I think could play a decent hand in this race, uh, were both. Mo Meller was coming into the race, whereas uh, Sam Spinner was going backwards. Yeah, and they're the same price. I don't I don't get why why you'd why Mo Meller Mo Meller would be shorter if I were pricing the race up. I know, and Mo Meller also hasn't run over three miles, so that's interesting. And I'm not quite sure Mo Meller wants that far. She was shaping like she would. She, she, she was still. She was still travelling well. She enough. was travelling really well. Uh, for me in this race, I think I'd take the risk with Paisley Park and Mo Meller. I mean, it does it not. You've got you never call, who's a general eight to one shot across the board for Kim Bailey. Started his season beaten in a class three handicap at Perth. That was two months ago. He's now eight to one to win a Grade One. Ridiculous. It's madness. Ridiculously weak this race. I, I can't believe it. I, 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 the, the one I like at a big price because he's going the right way. And he's in form, and you can't say that about many of these. Is the mighty Don? Twenty-five to one nap here. Not a nap, but Just look, I don't understand why you it, never call and soul emotion. Yes, they're going the right way, but the mighty Don won a good handicap at Cheltenham, then third in the long distance hurdle. Yeah, and you know what I mean, Harry. And, yeah, that's and, that's as, as strong form, and he's triple the price of him. I agree. He's it, completely overpriced. It. At twenty fives, and if if you do like the chances of you know what I mean, Harry. Well, look who he beat that day, and the mighty Don would be a valid contender if you if you rate that form. Look, I I, I know. Look, we've got one stepping up out of handicap company like Paisley Park, and you never call and soul emotion. Who who have done so because they've been winning handicaps well. The mighty Don's already stepped out of handicap company and acquitted himself fairly well. He'd probably be my bet. Yeah, to have one at 25s. The mighty Don each way. So mighty Don and Paisley Park for us two in this race. Yeah. The next race is the Gerard Silver Cup Handicap Chase Gold Present heads a bit in there. Falls 11 to two acting last and full glass. 13 to two a Tago Trail. 13 to two Benatar. Mega interesting stepped up in trip. Thomas Patrick Sevens 15 to two Jamming Masters. Tens bar them. Uh, again. I can't imagine all of these will go forward for it. I'm fascinated by that by Benatar running over three miles. For me, he looked like he wanted shorter. For me, he looks like an out and out two miler. Yeah. I, I think speed is 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 his game. I'm 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 not sure about the three mile step up in drip and possibly J- rode differently may struggle. J- well, Jamie Moore's jocked up, so he must he he must be showing. Something to Gary to suggest he wants three miles. A fascinating entry for that. I mean, look, the, the main reason I want to talk about this race is because the Tago Trail's in it. And I just really like him. Really, really like him. Mega straightforward. Sound jumper. And got a little bit of quality about him, I think, off a, still a mark of 154. He definitely would have needed that run last time since he'd been off since the 4th of February 2017. I, I can quite easily make a case with you here for him. I, I do think he'd have a very good chance of being in the first three here. Gold present won this race last year. What do you make of his chances, James? I'm not sure how to rate him at the minute. 
He's £5 higher than winning this race last year. He, he looked first time out this season as if the step-up in trip, two mile five, was way too short for him. I do think three mile, three mile two, three mile four further on in the season, I, I do think staying distances will be where to catch him. And he, he was fancied by quite a lot of people for uh, the Grand National, where he didn't actually take part. But he took part in the Scottish National, where he pulled up and was fairly disappointing. Uh, I, I, I'm not sure. I'd be more interested in, in unexposed types, such as... Take Thomas Patrick, for example, and I know he's on everyone's shortlist, but last time out was quite clearly not the running that everyone was expecting to run in the lab, Brooks, and I, I do think he's better than his performance last time. Yeah, I, I'd agree with that, that there's big handicaps in Thomas Patrick this season. Uh, acting last, the horse that's name winds me up more than anyone. Do you know why? Go on. Because it's a boy. Never known that. Acting acti- <laughs> loss is a gelding, I'm sure of it. Yeah, he is. <laughs> Stupidest named horse in the country, but he was going the right way back end of last season. Yeah, he was pitched into a hot grade three handicap at Kempton where he didn't run too badly back in ninth, but did go off seven to two favourite. Well, be- isn't, that, isn't that the one that's, uh, what's it called, Mal? Racing, it used to be the Racing Post Chase. Yeah, yeah. It's got a silly name now, haven't it? They've all got silly names. Uh, yeah, he was going the right way. Full glass again. We, we didn't get to see him at the weekend. I know you like him more than me, and and he is he is only a five-year-old and could still have more progress, but for me, not for me. And Jamming Masters, who I talked up last weekend. Yeah, a take trail in this for me. Jamming Masters for me. Uh, right, and obviously the big race, again, I'm going to moan about its name again. The race normally no lo- known as the Ladbrook, now the Betfair Exchange Trophy. Handicap hurdle, over 1 mile 7, fast, big field handicap. They bet for it, Jolly's cracked it, Sixers, Fidux, a winner over course and distance last time, eights. Tens, Mr Antolini, I mean... God knows what's going to happen if Cormie Lord wins. Wins a long walk first. <laughs> Absolute gamble on Mr. Antolini. Lisp 10s, same with Fisole for Ollie Murphy and Nietzsche. 12s Western Rider, Montdoz Avalois, Flying Tiger. And then 14 to 1. Bar those. What do you make of it? Apple Shakir has entered. Oh, God. What 20 price? to 1. Lump on. 20 to 1 nap. Nap. I'm going to say it. 20 to 1 nap. I love Apple Shakira so much. And last season, I, I, I thought she was going to be a superstar, winning them two, uh, them three Cheltenham juvenile trials. I, I mean, this seat last time out didn't seem to be a, her sort of race pulled up, coming around the bend. Maybe the soft ground got to a heavy ground even. Uh, it's not going to be quick on Saturday, though, is it? Lumping, I know, but not lumping as much weight round today. Was carrying top weight last time. Now, now 10 stone 6. I'd be willing to give Apple Shakira another chance and we'll probably carry on backing her until a bit like Jenkins off a cliff. Uh, I like... I mean, Fidux has a strong case to be made based on what he did last time. Beat Global Citizen and then came out and ran another good race. Uh, that, that, that form's strong. Mr Antolini won the Imperial Cup last year. Nietzsche won the uh, Greatwood when we talked about Silver Streak yeah. already. I, I say Mr. Antolini, the horse who beat him last time was Black Mischief, who I think is pretty smart. 
He won at Haydock, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I think he is quite smart, but I think Mr Antolini might struggle here. It's a really interesting race. It's, it's almost like the opposite of the... Look, I know this is a, a handicap rather than a graded race, and so you'd expect, you know, more of them to be able to make a case for. But compared to the long, the long walk, there's so many horses in this who are in form and are running well. It's it's a fascinating race. Lisp beaten in the uh, intermediate hurdle last time, but by by Global Citizen, that 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 that's not a bad performance at all. And the interesting tornado watchers come over from uh, Mullins and also fight uh, Fiesel, which is Ollie Murphy's has has been bought from Ireland uh, from Owen Doyle. So there's there's a lot that I could probably make a case for, and I will probably end up back in Apple Shakira because. It's just the best horse in the world, isn't it? But it's about Bedrock. I think Apple Shakira might beat Bedrock. Well, anyway, ridiculous. No horse will ever beat Bedrock. <laughs> He's the best. Uh, my head at a big price. I could make a case for him. County Hurdle winner. Yeah, ran fairly well last time. I, I thought, and I did back my each way six places last time, and sadly it got seventh in the Great Wood. But. Yeah, there's plenty I could make a case, but I just think it's which one will be best handicapped, as in carrying no, nothing in weight. And there is quite a few in this, which I think could be slightly unexposed. Could one of them be Nietzsche then, with Danny McMenamin taking seven off? Definitely. Could, could, de- could definitely just sneak in at the bottom of the weights and possibly win comfortably. Uh, if you thought was rated 1, 2, 6, he's now weighted 1, 3, 2... £7, it's just Danny McMenamin's claim. One with plenty in hand last time, I thought, and uh, if Silver Street runs a big big race, uh, you have to. I mean, we've not talked about the favourite yet, which is Jolly's Cracked It, who, did he dead heat? He dead heated to win this three years ago, 2015. But he's only had two runs since then, two runs in the past three years. And he won last time out very decisively, uh, winning by six lengths. I, I used to love Jolly's Cracked It. I, I backed him everywhere he went. I remember I backed him, I backed him in the Betfair hurdle that year when he ran. I, I, I could make a case, strong case, but I don't know with the field size, five to one just looks a bit short for me. Yeah, I mean, look, he'll, he'll be rising ten. That, but he's got so little miles on the clock for a horse of his age. He's only raced 13 times. For a nine-year-old, well, for a horse he'll be ten in a week or two. Ten, ten hurdle starts. Ridiculous. Ridiculously lightly raced. Uh, I'm intrigued by this. It, it's a really interesting race on paper. Uh, who are your, who's your selection? Apple Shakira. Oh, bloody hell. Alright, alright. Apple Shakira. Just keep her in mind. But I do think I, I'd probably end up going... With Jolly's cracked it in the end. For me, it's Mr. Antolini. As if you've 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 downplayed Mr. Antolini's chances. But he's not going to win the grade one, is he? No, but you've downgraded him, and now you're building him up to win the big handicap hurdle. Yeah, yeah, entirely. Well, it's it's like if I I, I think Tiger had a back I back Tiger off at Grand National last year. I, I went back in for Epsom Dash. <laughs> Fair you know, there's diff- different races, you know, form for him. I like Black Mischief and he's already, who, who he was three quarters of a length behind that Haydock and he's already got a big 
handicap hurdle in the book when he won the Imperial Cup last season. But there's a few in there. I, I like Lisp. I like Fidux. There's quite a lot of them. You can give an all right chance to, for me. Have we managed to wrap up all of the Ascot this weekend? Uh, uh, I'm pretty sure. Right, so now it's time for our anti-post, well, semi-anti-post, two-week-ahead look at the King George and then the Welsh National. Big leap over it, second place for Tiva 2, double shuffle between the pair, might fight in front by only a length, double shuffle trying to get to him now, might fight in front and he's just won the 32 red King George, the double shuffle, then Tiva 2 in third position. Well, obviously the best part about the Christmas period is the King George, the sixth chase, and they bet generally 11 to 4 might bite, fives wait impatiently. Fives pull it along or eleven to two. Sixes, sevens, native river, sevens Bristol to my similar price, sevens and eights for Fistle Crack. Then you get the bigger ones presenting Percy, who's not gonna run here, he'll run in Ireland. N- needs to be su- supplemented to run, doesn't he? Yeah, he's he, he's tens, but he's not gonna turn up. Clan Clandizo both twenties, Altior fourteen to one, and then bigger prices are in which include Black Court and Double Shuffle, Coney Gree. T for two, who always runs in this race. And Shattered Love? Won't run here, surely? Surely not, no. I'm struggling to get an angle on this, James, if I, I'm honest. This race could be one of the races of the season. Uh, great lineup of a field. Uh, nice to see Waiting Patiently and Politologue stepping up in distance to three miles. Bristol Demai was decisive winner of the Betfair Chase. Uh, Mike Bite was disappointing. Uh, Native River will be tuned up, especially for the Gold Cup this year. And Thistle Crack ran a perfectly acceptable race for me. If I, reading the racing post for me, Thistle Crack makes quite a clear case for me in this. I, I, and I've never really been a massive fan of Thistle Crack, but was very impressed last time out when he was third behind uh, Bristol Demine, the Betfair Chase. Didn't quite jump as well. Uh, did win this race back in 2016. Still a novice. Still a novice. And he has only had seven uh, chase starts and he's won four of them. So that's fairly decent. Yeah, I know. Look, he's I, I do think Thistlecrack at sevens could be a decent bet. The problem for me with this race is with every positive, there's also a negative for every horse in it. Which is that I quite enjoy that because that leaves the race wide open. So if if we run through the positive and negatives, it might bite. Won this last year, top class chaser over three miles. Kempton suits him. Big negative, ran an absolute stinker last time. Yeah. And the tank just absolutely emptied. Went from travelling well enough to stopping within the matter of a few strides. Waiting patiently. Unbeaten. But. Looks really good. I ask you, but will this step up in class? Yeah, not not quite met anything special of yet. this level yet. Yeah. yeah, not yeah anything special. That's the exact correct word. And also, three miles. Slight question mark. He's won over two five, hasn't he? Uh, and that's as as far as he's won. So, so possible. Yeah, Politologue again, just mad consistent. You're a massive fan of Politologue. Well. I am, but again, three miles. Does he want it? Do you, do you not think? I I think two miles should just keep two mile four. I, I, the thing is, 
I, I, I can see him winning over three miles. But not in this race. Maybe not. I'm just not quite sure about this company, especially because he's a horse who maybe maybe just gives the impression because he idles when he gets to the front. Maybe he just gives the impression that he doesn't want the trip because, you know, he does a bare minimum once he's in the lead. So maybe, maybe he's a stronger stayer than he's than he looks, but he's not crying out for it for me. It's, it's for me, it's one that's more worth a crack rather than crying out for. Well, he did beat Charbel last time in the Chrissy 1965 chase, and Charbel has since come out and won dis- the decisively won the Peterborough, beating God's own. So. The form's strong of Politolog, I think, last time out, but I'm not quite sure three miles of his thing. Yeah, uh, Brist- Na- Native River. Native River. Apparently he's coming for this. It's just Kempton, whether Kempton will suit him. It's just a flat track in it, and uh, and I, I, I'm not sure. I do think he'll just be primed perfectly for Cheltenham Gold Cup time. But that, that, that's is this a bit of a problem? With Mike Bay, who flopped slightly last time, you got Bristol Demai, who... Who's probably on on recent form should be favourite based be. off based off the Betfair Chase run, but is flopped he- in this badly last year. Yeah, and is Haydock just his thing? Yeah, and then you got waited patiently and Politolog who aren't proven stayers. I'm not sure whether the stamina aspect, therefore, will play into Native Rivers' hands. What about Clan Desorbo, who did run a good race when fourth in the Betfair Chase last time? Could you make a case for him? I think he probably needs more, doesn't he? He, w- he would need to step up quite a bit, but he wasn't that far behind Thistlecrack, and he did beat Mike Bite. Yeah, but... I I, I like Clandis Oboe, but I don't think he's quite at this level yet. He's still unexposed, and he's only a six-year-old, so I, I could possibly make a case for Clandis Oboe at 20s. I'm, I'm just struggling. Look, Altior won't run. Presenting Percy won't run. Uh. Fistle crack. Ah, uh, he did run well last time. He did run well, but again, Carson distance. He, I don't form. think he did. He, fin- he did, I don't think he finished the race off. See, see, I think he did because the reason why he didn't finish as strongly as what he should have is because he hit hit them fences. He lost. He lost loads of racing going down the back straight, and um, I do think that Thistle crack will improve for that run and. Back to where he won the race two years ago. Big fan. I think Thistle Crack each way. What's your verdict? I'm probably gonna go for Bristol Demai. Bristol Demai. Based off just based off last time, I think he stays three miles. He'll go on the ground, no matter what ground it is. I can forgive a horse one bad run. Yeah. yeah. And he gives that. But for me, I can't have Mike bite after last time. Will I, will I be surprised if he bounce, if he bounces back? No, but in the same way. But not as a shorter price of five to two. If if you look at him at five to two, you can't really fancy. No, his favourite and this four horses in this who finished ahead of him last time out. Correct. Waiting patiently and pull it along. I mean, waiting patiently could be could be spectacular. It's it's sort of an unknown. Ruth Jefferson's. Uh Gelding and, and has, has only had nine runs and is still very unexposed, winning seven of them. Yeah, really looking forward to that, looking George. It's a fascinating race. And also, we're moving out over into Wales to Chepstow and the Welsh Grand National. They bet Andy Paul to that. Seven to one favourite, Elegant Escape. A general seven to eight, Ramsey's the Tay. 
10's Folsom Blue, 12's Vintage Clouds and Bidazeal, uh, Bally Optics in general 14's, and bigger prices 60's Dingo Dollar, uh, Looks Not Like Brian, Mombeg Notorious, and then bigger prices as well, Wads Dream, Back to the Fatch and Jewel at Dawn. Looks quite a strong Welsh national this is. I season. do, I, I, and I am. This is. I'm looking forward to this race normally than what I do because we are both big fans of Elegant Escape, and I do think Elegant Escape will take all the beating in this race. Uh, I, I think the three mile five trip will suit perfectly. Uh, second behind Size in Tennessee in the Lab Brooks, he's obviously strong form. Uh, I, I do. I, the, I, I just. I cannot. See Elegant Escape getting beat here. I think he is potential superstar. This is yeah, I, I'm I'm quite similar. I think this race should suit him right down to the ground. It's quite a strong loss. A horse like Vintage Clouds should run well in this. Won very well last time at Haydock over three mile one, beating Taking Risks and Captain Redbeard. Vintage Clouds, Trevor Emmins's colours are always found in a Scottish, Welsh, Irish, English national. And we'll probably run a decent race for Sue Smith at 12-1 to 1 each way. Ramsey's Detay was very impressive, I thought, last time at Chepstow and ground out the, yeah, the Welsh National Grand trial. National Trial, beating Prime Venture and Ami Dubois. I, I do think that is strong form, and it was on heavy ground as well, which will more than likely be certain for racing over Christmas. <coughs> Bally Optic, I know you're a fan of, uh, is it entered in this? Yeah, it, it, it'd, it'd be top weight if he, if he runs... Uh, just again, not sure whether he wants a slog. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, I, for, I, I for me, he see seems more like from. a summer horse than a winter horse. Yeah. A Grand National or a Scottish Grand National, for me, should suit him more than a Welsh one. Elegant Escape looks like he should absolutely adore, adore the conditions of a Welsh Grand National. Folsom Blue probably came out the best horse, barring Belsil in the in the Irish National last season. Yeah, fi- finished fourth. I had a nice introduction this season when running behind Paisley Park in the handicap hurdle at Haydock, where it was perfectly acceptable. <coughs> I, I I do think Folsom Blue, he stays well, he runs well on softer, heavy ground, and will probably be the next best challenger to uh, Elegant Escape. Yeah, the other Irish challenger by the Zeal. Uh, look, I, I've I've slagged, I've slagged her price off for the Grand National. This is a more realistic thing. She stays well. Goes on soft ground. I, c- I can see a case made for her. Yeah, so can I. And Monbeg Notorious, just quickly, mention of Gordon Elliott's horse, uh, was eighth in the Irish Grand National where Bells Hill and Folsom Blue, where we've talked about already, which was a perfectly acceptable run. And I could I, I could make a case for Monbeg Notorious. Uh, two, two of the Welsh contingent in this. One of them is Looks Not Like Brian, who's won. Four of his last five for Tim Vaughan, including last two up at up at Carlisle, uh, going the right way and quite impressed by him last time. He looks a bit of a fruitcake, I think. I've watched him run a couple of times, and he runs like a bit of a nutter. And I, I'm not sure this is a big step up in class and would need to improve quite a bit, but he won't be for me. Well, what do you make of Ron's dream then for Peter Bowen? Uh, Ron's dream seems to have been running all season consistently. I was, I was a bit disappointed last time when he was second uh, at Carlisle in that listed race, but he did beat Casablanca Mix, who 
who ran in the Caspian Caviar last week. I think she's worth a try at this at this trip. So do I, and I do think a staying distance could suit. Yeah, she wants. I mean, she's tough as all, isn't she? And she's the sort of horse who I think oh, I, I wouldn't be backing, but I, I'm interested that she's in this that she's in this lineup. With with the ground obviously being heavy Certainly. as well, I do think Yala Enki, Venetia Williams's type will run a cracking race. Was very impressive beating Samangan last time out at Bangrondi. And I think he's a bit high in the weights. He, he is, but he's all he's always high in the weights. I find now, he, he's never seemed to drop. Vin, no, Vincente. No, I, 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 I like Vincente. I like Vincente, but I won't touch him with a barge pole for any race. It's always seems to hold a little bit back for himself, I think. I know he's a dual Scottish national winner, but that's the only race I'd back him in. Just not not quite sure where his, his head's fully in the game all the time. Last year's winner, Razda Marie, <coughs> entered in this. W- would you give him any sort of chance in this? I mean, look, he, look, he won it last season, but then 10th in the Grand National, 12th at Limerick. He's only £2 higher, but he, he's 10 now and... Get, uh, Sorry, no, he's not. He's 13 now and getting on, so... Yeah, I mean, look, I say after he won this, 10th in the Grand National, 12th Munster National, 15th Cork National, 18th Troytown. It just failed Nothing. To, yeah. Nothing there. I like Raz Demarais being a cracking horse for Gravin Comp. With Desi Hughes first one, eh? He was originally, yeah. Yeah, and then has carried on being an absolute little star for Gravin Comwell, but... You, you, you fancy him on the basis he won it last year rather than anything he's done since. So, what's your final verdict in this race? Who, who wins? Uh, elegant escape, boring. I'm How agree. Boring am I? I'm a, I agree, and I know it's boring, but seven to one could be a massive price if you back him now because he could quite easily go off as short as fours or three to one to win. Vintage, this. vintage clouds would be my second one home. Second one home? I think I'd take the risk with. Monbeg Notorious second. Do you think he'll come over for it? I when, do. Even though the Paddy Power Chase is in Ireland. I do, because I, I think he'll be multiple-handed uh, in in the Paddy Power, so I, I, I think it'd be worth the gamble bringing him over. I know you're a big fan of Dingo Dollar as well, but he doesn't shape to me like he wants his far. I don't think he wants his far. He, he did. He ran a cracking race over three-mile one and just looked out stirred last time in the Labrooks and... Behind Elegant Escape and Sizing Tennessee, I do think something like two mile, four, three, even three miles, just pushing him. Yeah, I think. a quick, a quick three miles is what he'd want. Yeah, something round a three mile round Sandown from the front, he could, could would probably suit him. I think. Yeah, but not a absolute slog, slog at Chepstow. No, not at all. Both, both Elegant Escape for us then. But Elegant Escape, so that's our official nap of the Christmas period. Yeah. Wow. Elegant escape. I mean, while we've got the time as well, we, we will talk about some of the action in Ireland over the Christmas period as well. On the same day as the Welsh Grand National is the brilliantly named, this is what we want, Jim, races with fun names. Paddy Power sponsor it, and it's called the Sugar Paddy Chase. Brilliant. Footpad, 6-5 favourite. Min, 2s in general. You can back Bally O'Sheen at 7-2, at and then Greatfield, 5s, Castle Grace Paddy. Is twelve to one. Really, really interesting race this because you've got Footpad, who we know is top class, but ran badly last time, and then four horses who might not probably be at Footpad's level, but yet, but 
are all running really well. I I agree, and and you've hyped that race up perfectly because I do think this could be a better race to watch than the King George on Boxing oh, Day. Oh yeah, 100%. Uh, foot pad. You can probably just put a line through his run last time, and if you do think he's going to be a credible challenger in the Queen Mother Champion Chase, then he'd have to be winning this. And Saint Calvados has come out since and been slightly flat in the Tingle Creek behind Altior, which is slightly disappointing for Footpad. If he wins this decisively, he'll throw his hat back into the ring for the race at Cheltenham. Min was impressive last time, I'd even say. Stepped up to two mile four. Um, if one runs, I don't think... If footpad runs, I don't think Min will run. I think they both will. Do you think... Because Great Fields entered here. And he's also from the same yard, Willie Mullins is. Uh, yeah, he's great. Great Field. I quite like Great Field. Um, still unbeatable. Well, unbeatable men standing up over fences. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, it does get on well with Jodie McGarvey. And, and I, I, I could make a case for Great Field. Bally O'Sheen's won all of his last four as well, including quite impressive fashion last time in the foot trio. Very much. I, I, I just don't think he's quite up to this standard yet for me. Uh, Castle Grace Paddy was impressive when winning the race that Greatfield fell in. For me. Spanked by, spanked by foot pad, though, in an obvious. But was, yeah. And earned a souls in there at tens, but I don't think he'll turn up. For me, footpad's just going to win, and I do think eleven to ten is a decent price. Six to five in places, I think it's just got to be footpad, on it? I'd be against him. I'd be with the field for this. I, I, I can see Min or Greatfield doing him. Shall we have a match bet? Shall five, we? Five, five or a ten? We'll, we'll have a fiver. 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 Footpad versus the field. Footpad the field. We've just shaken on win, that to win the sugar paddy. I'll have footpad. You can have the field. Yeah, I'd, I just think as well, Min, oh, it wasn't a vintage promise. I know he was first past the post and then got disqualified and simply Ned got the race last year. wasn't a vintage performance, but we know he's been there and done it. Ran well last time. Bellyashin's going the right way. Still completely unexposed as a chaser. Same with Greatfield, and he looks a potential superstar. I can't knock what Castle, Castle Grace Paddy did last time. Uh yeah, I'm, 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 I'm pretty confident. Well, maybe not confident, but I'm happy enough to have those four against Footpad. Yeah, in my squad. Uh, well, we'll move on now to the Christmas hurdle. It's the bet for that Apples J General four to five to win that five Super Sunday sevens and eights betting the jaw. Similar prices for Fahid and then bigger prices tens Bacardi's, fourteens Limited's, and sort of place. I mean. This is Apples Jade's race to lose, isn't it? I, I do think Apples Jade will take all the beating here. Was very, very impressive in the Hatton's Grace, winning by a record 20 lengths uh, last time. Got good course and distance form and will be very difficult to beat. Although Benny Desjures in this, who is a horse that we're both very interested in. Yeah, 100%. I'd, I'd, I can't. You never really know where she's going to go because she is so versatile. Mm-hmm. If she turned up in this, she won't. She won't be seven to one or eight to one. No, because she has beaten Apples Jade twice last season, and although there may have been circumstances for Apples Jade to lose, Benny Desjardins beat her decisively both times. So I, I, I could make a case for Benny Desjardins, but this is Apples Jade's race to lose, really. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I know she won this last year. I, I, it wouldn't surprise me if. I can't remember off the top of my head, but 
if she'd if she's won it. I'll just have a look. Nah. No, she hasn't. Only won it once, but probably will be twice come Christmas. Super Sunday was second behind her last year. Probably going to fill a similar role. Second behind her in Hatton's Grace as well. I mean, if, if, if anything goes wrong with Apple's Jade, Super Sunday is probably the most likely to pick up the pieces. Yeah, I could agree there. And it's nice to see Palace here to, uh, a bit further down the market, 16 to 1 to to win this race although there is rumours he's going novice chasing this season so that's a possibility fascinating that Palisade is in this absolutely fascinating but do we both agree that Apples Jade wins this Apples Jade first Benny DeGier second if Benny DeGier turns up on the same day is the race that used to be called the Lexus then used to be called the Christmas Chase now it's called the Savills Chase presenting Percy heads are betting 3-1 to one. 7-2 road to respect, 6 as Bells Hill, 7 sizing John, 8 Sanibal Fly, then 10s you've got album photo, Monoly, and waiting patiently, you won't one here, Shattered Loves 10s as well. This looks to me a better race than the King George. For me, yeah, I, I agree, presenting Percy is the novice that's stepping up into the top class big boys of this grade, and with more rain the better from connections I've been hearing this week. Won the RSA at Cheltenham, decisively beating Elegant Escape and Monoly. I, I, I do think we'll be the one to beat, but may need this run. I, I, I am a big fan of Bells Hill, and we both are in this division, and I, I do think Bells Hill could, will run a big race for Willie Mullins. It's almost, it's almost dependent on the rain for me. Yeah. I, 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 I just think the muddier the better for presenting Percy. Yeah, I, I agree there. Even though I don't, I don't think he's slow. I don't think, I don't think he needs the mud, but well, I don't. Yeah, I get what you mean. I don't think he's slow. He'll play into his hands more than it would Bell's Hills. Yeah, I agree. And I think presenting Percy is just a tank, absolute tank. Brilliant, brilliant horse. Uh, Road to be specs a, a top class chaser nowadays. It was very, very impressive beating uh, Woodland Opera in the JMY earlier this season in Group One company. Obviously, won this race last year. Won this race last year and was beat by Bell's Hill towards the end of last season. I mean, if if he improves on what he did last time in the J&Y, he'd have to be very difficult to beat here. Yeah, I, I, I'm not mega sure the form of the J&Y is that strong. But he, he, he won it decisively. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I like this. I, I'd probably say at, at this stage, if, if I were to say which country the Gold Cup winner is trained in, I'd say Ireland. I'd probably agree, and I'd also say... And th- this race will go some way to almost finding out in which order the good Irish ones rank, because I don't think there's much between Road to Respect, presenting Percy or Bells Hill, or even Sizing John. It's good to see Sizing John back as well. Uh, he was flat in what was this race last year, and he's back for the first time since then. Uh, I'm, I'm not sure with Sizing John. It's probably best to just take him... As he goes this season, if he runs a good race here, he'd have to throw his hat into the ring to the Cheltenham Gold Cup. I mean, yeah, I mean, people, he's, he's almost, I think Sazingon's almost a little bit of a forgotten horse. He is. Because he missed, but the back end of the 16, 17 season, you look at, that, that's the horse who's won three Gold Cups. He's, he's done the treble of the Gold Cups, the Irish Gold Cup, the Cheltenham Gold Cup and the Punchestown Gold Cup. Correct. Top, 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 top class chaser. 
And he sort of never got the credit he properly deserves because he was always the two-mile chaser stuck behind Duvan. And and then when he finally stepped up in trip, he, he thoroughly relished it and well, he won the Gold Cup that year impressively beating your favourite horse, Manella Rocco. Yeah. And, and he beat last year's winner, Native River. So if... Sizing John will need this run. It is guaranteed. But but for the future, could have a massive say in the Gold Cup, I think. Yeah. F- f- I'd, I'd like... There's so many I like in this. Like Albu- Even going down to Alboon Photo, I'm a massive fan of Alboon Photo, who ran out in that Punches Down Gold Cup. But uh, was fell at Cheltenham as well, and he, his jumping is a slight issue. But I, I do think he's up to the top standing. If he brushes up on his jumping, he could be a class act to follow. I think he's. I might. I, I might have a gold cup bet before this race, and I might back both presenting Percy and Belsill for the gold cup. Yeah, because one of them wins, they become favourite. I think. Yeah, wins decisively. Uh, this time of year, the ground probably being likely to be on the slower side. I'd be more inclined to side with presenting Percy. Just just looking at the Cheltenham Gold Cup betting at this moment in time, uh, presenting Percy's nine to two, and Bell's Hill is twenty to one. Bell's Hill twenty to one each way is a cracking bet, I think. Brilliant, brilliant shout. And also, Cup. certain companies at this time of year start going non-runner no bet, so it'd probably be best to wait for your betting company to go non-runner no bet. Interesting to see Altior's in there at fives. Five to one Altior for the Cheltenham Gold Cup. That's just for idiots to back in it. That Madness. Was... It is non-runner no bet though. With bet three six five. So that is interesting. Is it? Yeah. I are mean, you are you tempted? No, because it's just ridiculous. Non-runner. The, 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 the part of that is non-runner no bet. It's like like me, you know. Don't, don't matter what odds you can give. He's not running. You could put Altior hundred to one non-runner no bet, but if you and you still lose no money because he's not going to run. For Heens in here at sixteen. For the Gold Cup. For the Gold Cup. Brilliant, <laughs> brilliant. They the ticket Mick nowadays, aren't they? Tiger Roll, Little Rockefeller, uh, Black Lion. What odds could we get on Elvis Presley? <laughs> Master Tommy Tucker 16, 66 to one. He's out for the season. Six to one. <laughs> Horse Master Tommy Tucker is going to win the Gold Cup in a sling. <laughs> You've heard it here first. Oh. Bet three six five. They surely know what we don't. Cause Master Tommy Tucker, a horse who at the minute can't walk. <laughs> they reckon has got a shout of winning the Gold Cup. Absolute madness. absolute jokers. Uh, who wins the Savills Chase for you, Jimbo? For me, I'm gonna take the gamble on Alboon Photo. And, uh, and we haven't talked much about him, but I'd be willing to give him a chance at this high level. I'm I'm going presenting Percy for me. Presenting Percy, I, I I do think Willie Mullins will win this race. I just don't know with which horse, Bell's Hill or Albion Photo. Yeah, I, I I'm really looking forward to this. So I say it's probably a, it's probably better than the King George I think, in terms of the profiles of the horses in it. Uh, the final uh, open grade one we'll say, of. The Leopardstown meeting is the Ryanair hurdle, and they bet for that. Sam Crow seven to four, five to two Charger. Melon is a general force, five to one Lorina. Although you can back her at freeze in some places. I don't know why you do that. If you know if fives are available, and then Super Sunday and Apples Jade are also available to back. They won't run in this surely. And bigger prices are Espoir de Len and the King himself, Bedrock. 
will swim over from America. <laughs> it's also interesting to see Smashing is in here at 50 to 1, who's Jessica Arrington's. Uh, yeah. Uh, I, I used to follow Smashing everywhere and, and was a great chaser. And it has been off since the 5th of February 2017. And it's just been nice to see Smashing back on a, tra- a race course once again. But. Moving on, Sam Crow heads the field. Sam Crow has all the possibilities to win this race. I think he's the likeliest winner. He's the I think he's the right favourite. Do you do you think? I, I'm a, I'm a fan of Melon myself. Melon hasn't run yet this season and, and just been waiting for the ground to go slightly softer. I think the Charger, Sam Crow, Melon. I don't think there's a lot between them. Lorena could go anywhere, so we don't know yet. Lorena could run against Bouvedere over Christmas. Or could come here. It's got plenty of options to go to. Uh, Melon for me in this race. I, I I do think last season's form was only beaten a neck by Bouvedere in the Champion Hurdle. Fell in the Punchestown Champion Hurdle last season when Super Sunday won. As as or may need the doesn't run as well first time out, but can see a solid case at four to one. Yeah, I'd 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 agree with that. It was all there, neck or two. Well, a neck about behind Bouvedere in the champion hurdle, wasn't it? Even though that probably wasn't peak Bouvedere. Mm-hmm. I think what Sam Crow's achieved so far this season, despite not winning, is better than what Charger's achieved. Yeah, I I, I do agree there. He, Charger was third behind Sam Crow when he was second when the champion Bedrock won, and but then he did come out. Sam uh, Charger did come out then. And win the Morgiana beating what was a fairly weak field overall. Who a poor field, didn't it? Yeah. Fahin, who doesn't, well, f- two miles doesn't suit him. Tombstone, who's not ran well for about five years. And Wicklow Brave, who I don't know what's happening with him nowadays. Oh, that's as bad as a grave one you're going to get. That's even worse than the long walk. And and the fact that Charger's 5-2 to two in some places is absolutely ridiculous. And Melon is 4-1. to one. I like Charger, don't get me wrong, but not at those odds. Not at all. No. Uh, I just think Sam Crow's are more solid in this. For me, Melon. I I have to go for Melon. Right, so that that that's a good race. So I look forward to that because he's free. I mean, if Lauren runs as well, that's that, that makes it uh, adds a completely different dimension. Yeah. But yeah. this free good grade one Irish and um, well, they're probably the three best. Racing. Two mile hurdlers in Ireland at the minute, yeah. and the, well, the top four if Lorraine is there as well. This is what we want: good horses ticking each other on. Not like Bouvedere, who is going to run in the Christmas hurdle at Kempton. We've not even bothered talking about that race because who's he going to beat? John Constable. John Constable. Yeah. <laughs> John, John Constable, Constable always turn up. <laughs> that's more fun than talking about the race. <laughs> Trying to predict which horses will turn up and get beaten by uh, Bouvedere. At Kempton is more fun. John Constable's a cracking shout. <laughs> Vadana Blue very, very possibly might turn up and get beaten. And then some man will attach Sadiq will run one of his <laughs> 44 <laughs> rated, road or something yeah, like that. <laughs> 44 rated chasers to pick up 20 grand worth of prize money for finishing fourth. Brilliant. Uh, yeah, this is what we want to see. Not silly Bouvardier racers. And I can't wait. Best part of the racing period, apart from Cheltenham, this. Yeah, midway through the season, it, it it just gives you a general look at where you are for Cheltenham in March and gives you a general idea of 
who's going to win what. And that's how we'll finish this podcast off, Jim. We'll say we are basically halfway through the season. We made our predictions before the season started. Are we changing them? Champion Hurdle, you said Somerville boy. Ha, ha, ha. Hang my head in shame completely. Somerville boy is being awfully flat. Uh, you've you've always been Bouverdere fan. Bouverdere, Bouverdere. Uh, and uh, I'm just scrolling down the Champion Hurdle field, and it's sad to see that Apple Shakira is still in the Champion Hurdle. But You're back up, <laughs> probably. <laughs> uh, Bouverdere for me now. I'd have to change my mind. Bouverdere is going to win quite clearly for me as being out the outstanding two-mile hurdler for three years nearly now and we'll probably take all the beating. Yeah, I love it. I love I loved seeing him win. In fact, that's probably been my favourite race of the season, the fighting fifth, seeing him, and then seeing Boover there himself mouthing off on Twitter after. So everyone, you should never have doubted me. I am the champion. And he will be. He'll win three champion hurdles, surely. The champion chase. Again, Jimbo. Oh, you're keeping the faith with footpad. I'm keeping the faith with footpad this time. <laughs> um, you were LTR, of course. I, I do think there's a hell of a lot more to come from Footpad. His form last year was very impressive and he just needs to brush up a bit more on his jumping and he, I do think he'll improve a hell of a lot. There's nothing else in that race other than Footpad and Altior that impressed me whatsoever. And I do Great field at 20s. That's a big price for a horse who's unbeaten yeah, when never, he stood up. Never goes to Cheltenham though, does he? They might have to. If he, win, if he wins this Christmas, they'll have to have a go. They, they will have to... Ha- have some form of chance, wouldn't they? Yeah, obviously. I'm well. If if I liked Altio before the start of the season, what he did at Sandown, I'm not going to go. Oh, rubbish, dross. I'm now a fan of Ballyashin. Enough, Altio for me. Stay as hurdle. I said. I said. Call me Lord early on in the season, which was the most ridiculous statement ever because he he would never run at Cheltenham, would he? Well. Uh, Maybe, maybe if he if he wins this convincingly again, it's almost got to be like well, it's, it's, almost, it's about going where else can you have a go? It's, it's about going left-handed. I know, it? but if if he's convincing on Saturday, but it's still in such a weak division, you'd say well, yeah, he he don't he don't go well that way, but he still might be better than everything else. I, I'm really not sure about that. Uh, it's interesting to see Shefty Zobo in there at 25 to 1. I didn't shut up about Shefty Zobo at all last season and was disappointed on his chase start. For me, now looking at the stayers hurdle, I think I'd possibly have to go stick with Penn Hill. And I know it's boring because that field, he won the race last year and he is the favourite. And But Penn Hill is the best horse in that division for me. He's won last year and possibly take some beat. I might change mine and I like I like Super Sunday. I still like Super Sunday. Maybe I'm not quite as convinced that he's an out and out three miler as I was at the start of the season. The interesting one for me is Lamy Serge. Yeah. I, I can I Who can... is a genuinely great who is a genuine grade one horse when he's got his act together. He's just a bit of a fruitcake, isn't he, to be honest. Uh it, for me, I, c- I can't really see him being competitive in this division, although it is weak. Yeah, Aintree Hurdle winner last season should stay three miles, and when he gets his act together, he's probably better than these, better than most of the ones in this. It is such an uninspiring field. I mean, if you look at the betting for the Stayers Hurdle, 
the first domestic British Grade 1 long distance hurdle of the season is on Saturday. We've got the top 15 in the market up. Not one of them are involved. You're going all the way down to if the cap fits, who's a general 25 to 1. 16th down there in the list to be the only one, to be the first one entered. Paisley Park's 33s. If he runs a good race at the weekend, I think I might be backing him for the stairs hurdle. Yeah, but what a silly race that is at the minute. We'll stick, we'll go and move on now to the Gold Cup. Uh, I, I had two and I'm staying with him, presenting Percy and Belzil. I, I was Mike Bite at the start of the season and he was very disappointing last time. Uh, nine to one Mike Bite, maybe slightly large now, but I'll boom photo or Mike Bite. I'd, I'd stick with Mike Bite because he's a class above him for me. After what he did last time? But yeah, I'd be willing to just give him a line through that and see how he runs over on Boxing Day at Kempton and if not, I'd change to Alboom Photo. Well, didn't didn't Matt Chapman say something like he'd have Mike Bite as a hundred to one? As a horse who just doesn't stay. Well, I, I quite like to take that hundred to one each way bet with Matt Chapman. How interesting is the fact that the world's ends twenty five? Absolute ridiculous. He won't. Yeah, RSA. Or he, won't, he won't run in the Gold no, Cup. No, I don't think he will. I don't think he will. But yeah, presenting Percy and Belzil for me, they're my two against the field for the Gold Cup. I think we've wrapped it up. Big addition today, Jimbo. A lot of racing to talk about. A lot, yeah, to be honest. And hopefully will be a very enjoyable Christmas period watching some top-class jump racing. Yeah, thanks to everyone for listening. We will be back after Christmas. I hope you all have a very merry one. Get all the presents you want and back a load of winners. And have a nice new year where we'll be back fairly early on in the new year. Um, yeah, we will be. We're hoping and have a brief round-up of all this exciting racing that we've previewed today. So thanks for listening. Uh, give us likes and retweets on Twitter at Turf Talk Pod. I've been at James Watson underscore ninety eight, and you are LT Racing underscore. Uh, and thanks for listening. Have a merry Christmas. Yeah, thank you. Merry Christmas.